New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Rev B over here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit here on a Friday morning. This happens every week. My normal co-host, Rev Z, is out for the week, and we wish him well and send him love. And if you're watching, well, then you could have been on the show, but no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rev B is with us here today. Rev Barber comes to us from Toronto, Canada. She's the senior minister of the Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake there in Toronto, and uh, a regular contributor to all kinds of stuff here on the network. So that that's, you know, we love that. And that gets you the extra guest spots here on a Friday morning. So thank you for Yay. being with us. Dear <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the network and uh, I love all the work that you're doing and the way that we're just creating a new platform for how we can talk about this thing called life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Linda, for being with us. Good morning to you, dear one. Anyone else that's out there, feel free to chat along as we go. Uh, I can, uh, we don't see that you're there until you chat along. So if you chat in, we know you're there and we'll say hello. Okay. So, you know, folks, if uh, you don't see this, but normally about a half an hour ago, Barbara and I got together, we sat down and said, all right, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, and we just start kind of chatting and figuring out where it is and what's taking us and where are, what's in our heart, what's in the news. Um, if you if you live in the United States, the Powerball's up to 1.5 billion. So if you'd like to throw away five dollars today, uh, don't spend it on Powerball. Donate it to New Thought Media Network. That would be a much better. Bet. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Look at where you're spending your money and where you get real value. <laughs> exactly. And there'll be um, a lot of people putting money on that Powerball for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, there'll be people backing up the lines at the convenience stores all day long across America, <laughs> trying to get just the right combination of winning numbers. Uh, wow. Kind of funny. But That's anyway. <laughs> and uh, good morning, Mara from San Jose. Good to see you. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly there. Mara, Mara. Uh, I'm going to go with Mara. We'll see if, if I'm if I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. So all right, dear what's so what's happening up there in Canada in these days? Well, you know, we're we're planning a recession. Uh, you know, I, I like to think of it that way, because <laughs> oh, and, and Mara said you said it right. Mara, 
<laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, I always think about, you know, we teach that, you know, the words that you speak have power, the intentions you put out, expand and grow. And, you know, recently the powers that be economists of the day or bankers or whomever sat back and said, oh, we're going into a recession. <laughs> so you set that intention, tell millions of people it, and guess what happens? The recession. We're so powerful. We can just create like that. Mm -hmm. and, and it creates fear. And we were talking about fear coming into this show today. And it's so prevalent, you know, afraid of COVID, afraid of, I don't know, that monkey thing that they're talking about. I don't watch the news very much because it's just frankly negative. Uh, talking about a recession. I don't know if you got a recession coming down there. Uh, I know down there we're talking about election stuff, women's mm -hmm. rights or lack of. Uh, like there's a whole bunch of things that build fear and fear causes it causes great harm to our well-being. And most of it is not even real. Yes, um, that was that's the point that we were making in the back room before we got started, folks. It really the the things if you think about what it is you're afraid of or the things that create or strike fear and um I was giving a very good example a couple months back. There was a, I was out for a dog walk with uh, our furry, our furry pets. And my wife wasn't with me, but I, I walk, came across a husband and wife walking a pet and the husband had a gun on and was wearing a gun. And the state of the nation here in the U S uh, not only did that immediately create a, a, uh, a sense of wonder and, and yeah, a bit of fear in me, um, when I'm generally not a very fearful person, but there it is. And, um, it does strange and funny things to us. It makes us do strange and funny things. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the big thing is, is how we can react out of fear. Uh, I mean, if we're being chased by a tiger, okay, fear makes perfect sense. Uh, even yep. in that case with you, it, it does make sense. Somebody's packing a gun in your neighborhood. It's like, <laughs> in Canada, you can't do that. Uh, you can't carry guns on your hip unless you're a police officer. And so we don't see that kind of thing. And if we did, boy, would I'd be running for sure. <laughs> so much of what we fear is our imagination run rampant because we're watching the editorial on TV that they now call news. And it's, right. it's really instilling in us that we should be fearful of the world around us. And I disagree with that completely. Right. That's, and that's marketing, in my opinion. <laughs> it, is. it really, really is. I, I, it's, it's become, well, you were saying, where was the, where was the one open a bank account and get a free rifle? Uh, right. Yeah, Michael Moore's documentary that he did a number of years ago, and he you. went into a bank and opened an account and they gave him a rifle. And so in the documentary, he's going, how is this a good idea to get somebody a rifle in the bank? Like, okay, thank you very much. I'll empty your till for me, would you? Like, you know, right, me, and my, me and my 15 buddies would all like to open accounts, please. Exactly. Oh, and by the way? No, we meant open. We meant like open the vault. Yeah, no. 
Like, and, you know, when I think about, you know, when I think about what we teach in New Thought, you know, that it is our words, our, our thinking that creates our reality, that belief system that's deeply ingrained in us that creates the world we live in, that it really is important that we begin to shift that fear thinking and start to look at the world from a more realistic perspective. I went to college to become a journalist. <laughs> Now, when I went to school, it was who, what, where, when, why, and how. That was the only thing you were allowed to say. None of this what if, maybe, could have been, would have been, should. None of that. No editorializing. If you editorialized, you got a great big X across your paper. That was the end of it. You're right. flunking out of school. <laughs> I watch now, and there's like the facts are so well hidden that all we hear is the opinion. There are, I, there are, and, I shared this with you, I share it with the audience as well. I try, I really do try to listen to the counter opinion or the counter perspective to what I believe. Yeah. So I, I watch the news that I think is the channels that I find not so over the top and, and that, and I, then I do, I go out every day and I try and I try to watch Tucker Carlson. Um, I very rarely make it more than five or 10 minutes uh, because none of it's new. That's not new. That's not it's news. complete conjecture. Yeah. And all he does is, well, what if, well, what, you know, what Hey, if. guess what folks, what if they really are coming to steal your babies? And the truth is none of what that if. stuff is really happening in the world. If we want to talk about real news, let's talk about North Korea and South Korea, and let's try to figure out what's going on over there, folks. So that that's something that's going to make a difference in the world. But we get we get so caught up on these little things, it seems. And you know, it's like somehow the opinion. I remember the first time I sort of became aware of this whole <laughs> fake news because um, that's really what most of it is. I was, I was watching Desert Storm on CNN. And that was the first time that we could get instant live updates of what's happening around the world. So it had a huge impact. <clears throat> I was studying to be a journalist. So it was important news. Um, but what was interesting is I would watch that. I would watch the CBC, the BBC, and I'm getting very different stories i mean the base story is the same but the way it's presented yeah. is so different and i think this whole 24-hour news cycle is actually causing immense harm to humanity uh because yeah. we hear one story a thousand times and think a thousand things happened and and uh, i've got a good friend reverend bill dr bill marcioni also here on the network okay. and he he likes to say um Nobody reads the retractions. No, that's true. Right. Nobody pays attention to the retraction when a news outlet comes back and says, hey, we got it wrong. <laughs> and, they and they rarely say that anyway. Right. They, yeah, they just. Yeah. And they That'd report like on teeth. Yep. And they yeah. report on each other now. So one news outlet is saying, hey, these other guys are saying this. So if they're wrong, it's not on us. If they're oh, lying yeah. to you, it's it's them. It's not on us. We didn't report wrong. They did. And they did it. They did it. Blame, blame, blame. The 24-hour news cycle doesn't leave time, I believe, 
to ask the questions that you that you've that you just went ran through, right? Who, what, when, where, and and how? Not why. Who, who, what, when, where, and how? And what, and how? Yeah. And <clears throat> that, that's the thing. That's what we need to know is what actually occurred, not what you think might have happened if something else happened. The what ifs, right? That's editorializing. Hi, James. Glad you're here. <laughs> Good morning, James. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, that's for me. That's the big challenge, and and one of the first times I noticed it here was when there was a shooting on Parliament Hill, which would be similar to your Washington right. DC. And, you know, this guy comes and, and kills the guard outside the parliament buildings and then goes inside and gets shot and killed by a sergeant inside. So yeah, big event. I'm watching that news story because it came on live across most of the channels because it was big news. And all of a sudden, the reporters saying, and what if they'd got into this room? And what if he'd got into that room? And I'm going, whoa, 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 back up. What are you talking about? None of that happened. So we're, and it, what it does is it takes the population, because it is a big news story, everybody's hearing it, a little bit like the run on the White House that happened. It's like everybody's watching the same story and they're getting these ideas of what might be possible if and when this or that happened, that's not the news. That yeah. isn't what happened. And we're ramping up fear. It's not even real, but we're ramping it up. Is that how we control the masses, make them so afraid they won't step out of line? Let's not let's not give them any ideas. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And that could be what's going on, folks. Right? <laughs> so we, the majority, need to stand up and go, BS. We'll just call it what it is. Bullshit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes, you can say that on this program. Uh, <laughs> Look at the name of the show going, oh, yeah, I can get away with that here. <laughs> get away with that here. Yes. So, um, well, and it is, right? So it is. It, it's, it, it does appear that the, quote, political elite do everything they can yeah. and this isn't just here all right we can look at the conflict in ukraine and yeah. what russia is doing and we can look at the saber rattling that's happening on the korean peninsula and what north what north korea is doing their saber rattling that they're doing they're feeling a little empowered now that their buddies are you know are in russia and china are letting them get away with this stuff so yeah. it's if we could come, and I believe this is part of what new thought does in the world, is it brings people to an understanding of how to how to look, how to discern, how to think, how to how to perceive what's going on in their in their world, rather than just lay back and rely on the powers that be to tell them what's what the truth is, what's going on. So we have a, a way we learn how to think. And I witness again and again and again, new thought opening people to different perceptions of how life can unfold rather than just buying into somebody else's story. Exactly, exactly. And there's so many decisions being made and things being done that that causes uh, this you know, 
uh, increased fear and some of it's very real. Linda just put in the chat uh, about having almost died from an ectopic pregnancy. And you know what? Reproductive rights of women, this is a healthcare issue. This is non-negotiable. I'm ab When I heard that Roe versus Wade was overturned, I was absolutely gobsmacked. I thought, how is that possible that a democracy would remove the rights of the majority of the population because women are more than 50%. So if you look at that, you go, we decided that half of our population don't have rights and we're gonna impose our vision of what's right and wrong. Like that to me is something realistic to be afraid of. As yes. Linda said, she almost died. So it's like, we're, we're looking at the world around us and how do we make changes uh, for starters, we look at who we're voting for. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Fiona. <laughs> Good morning, Fiona. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. It's we, what's our intention, you know, as metaphysicians, and what are we, what are we buying into or supporting, and how can we make a difference right. in the world? Yep. Folks, we can answer that in one word. You ready? You hear me say it every week. Vote. Vote. <laughs> vote. <laughs> get out and vote. And everybody you know who stands with women, get out and vote for women. Yes. It's it's time to do that. I, I, I'm glad I'm in Canada. I just got to say. Uh, but I heard some really weird stuff here, too. So it's like, you know, you're looking at what's going on with government. I'm like, where where does any of this make sense that uh, women all of a sudden are, you know, losing their power? having it stripped away. And I think that's something to be afraid of. When it comes to everything else, I think we have to temper it. But even that, I think it's about standing up for what's right, uh, holding our values strong. Right. Life is, you know, life is a, a beautiful opportunity to fully express our, our divine nature, whatever that is. It's unique to each one of us. And we all have a gift to bring. And if we start living from that rather than from the fear, I think what happens is we're empowered to stand up to some of this, I'll call it bullying, and begin to, you know, take back. I mean, women are the majority. My daughter came home from school a couple of years ago saying, and she's 17 now, she went, Mom, I heard the weirdest thing today. And I said, what's that? And she goes, women are considered a minority. How is that possible? <laughs> I said, hold to that vision because that's the truth. Uh, getting rid of the brainwashing. And what I love about what we teach is that we teach people to think for themselves, to live from their highest potential, to realize their unique and special nature and how remarkable they are. And from there to create a life and I think when we do that, we actually create a world that works for the highest and best good of all concerned. Yeah. That excites me. <laughs> I, I, I'm flabbergasted. Women are a minority. Somebody does not understand the definition of minority. Um, somebody yeah. <laughs> did not give your daughter truthful information there, right? And Well, I'm, and what about, uh, you know, Black people, Indigenous people are a minority? People of color are the majority of the population in the right. world, right? Like we're not, 
exactly. <laughs> it's all illusion, and, fabrication. We've been sold a bill of goods and none of it makes sense. And so I'm, I'm coming around to this piece that, that just kind of struck me because before I found New Thought, before I found this philosophy, mm-hmm. I spent a bunch of time uh, out traveling the country with um, following the Grateful Dead around. Okay. And and <laughs> beyond true. just the, the, you know, the peace, the love, the hippie and the pot, uh, there is there is a philosophy there, there is. Uh, underlying that whole experience. And one of the central tenets that I found in that culture, and they actually have a song, the women are smarter. Yeah. And all the deadheads in the room are going, that's right, the women are smarter. That's right, the women are. But it's true. Yeah, it is true. Now, and when you're in a part of that culture, it is recognized <clears throat> that now we're still white guys, so we still only go to equal. We don't really believe you're smarter. Uh, but but getting yeah. that, getting <laughs> even to the point of we're equal equal that's a step we we, we are equal it matters not what kind or color of underwear you wear it matters not where you what kind of beverage you like it matters not where you well it does matter where you worship because some of those places fill you full of bad info but it at the core we're all we're all one and until we start to recognize that the women in my life are sometimes more powerful and do a better job and have a better, bigger insight and have a a bigger prosperity consciousness. Mm -hmm. Let's all work together. Well, that's, that's the key. And I think one of the reasons why, um, you know, the power of women has been suppressed so greatly by mankind pardon me i mean go back to the burning of witches were they witches no they were powerful women and there was a great deal of fear around that and i think that fear is still underlying everything if we let women step into a place of true power where we acknowledge them look at indigenous cultures the women are sages they are revered and here it's like we're like squashing them down And I think as women, you know, it's time for us to really step up. And Linda made a point of, you know, how can you laugh at somebody who's getting their skull fractured with a hammer? That is a, you know, that to me is a a separation model. Like you have to separate from your humanity in order to do that. And I think women, because we've not been conditioned the way men have been to suppress how we feel, we, you know, we think it's okay to cry, might not do it at work because we know it's not okay there. But it's like, there's a, there's a a freeing of our energy, which is a little bit different because we've been allowed uh, a degree to sort of meld together the feminine masculine and to live more intuitively in life rather than logically. And the logic is what gets us in trouble because it's, it's, it's structured around what I know to be true, which means it's already happened. Right. I'm coming from what happened before tells me what's going to happen next, which is not true. Right. What's happening and, next is could be really something awesome. And and, and you, you strike on a really important point there. It's 
until I experience something, yeah. I can't tr really know it's true, true. It, it's, exactly. it might seem that way in my mind. And we get lost in this, these belief patterns that yeah. this is the way, this yeah. is how it is. Because that person has never stopped or never been experienced or, or even witnessed something other, something different, the, another side, another perspective, another, uh, another outcome from their actions. Yeah, I think, and, and, you know, Linda mentions too, you know, I want to see the divine in each person. And that, that is a challenge, you know, looking at someone like Putin and going, okay, there is a divine essence there it has to be because each of us is spiritual we're having a human experience but we have the choice as to how we channel that universal energy right we can choose to use it in a destructive fearful manipulative way or we can choose to be a light in the world and that's those are the choices we make individually that you know all of us have the choice to make we're given free will i think when we can begin to see uh, the divinity within each one of us, regardless of disagreement, when we can come to a place where we respectfully go, I'm willing to hear you. I may not agree with you. In fact, I probably won't agree with you. However, I am willing to sit with you out of respect. You are a divine human being as well. And you have some ideas that are different than mine. And I'm okay with that. And I'm going to share mine with you and you share yours and we will agree to disagree. There's a great uh, TED talk uh, of, uh, you know, a black man who attends KKK rallies. Right. Yep. You know, and he decides to sit down with the head of the KKK to have a conversation and they build a rapport and there's an incredible healing that happens as a result of that. And yes. I thought, what a great example. And I forget his name, but he's got a great collection of hoods. Because yes, eventually he he gives these folks a different perspective of a yeah. black man, and they exactly. come to and they they come to question their own lifelong held beliefs. Exactly, I think his realize, name is Gerald Davis. Um, yes, that sounds about right. That sounds um, right. And and he does a great job of helping someone to see a perspective that yeah. they've never even thought possible because they've been they've brought up their entire lives exactly. with these racist beliefs yeah it is daryl davis i just Darryl googled davis. it yeah good thank you yeah yeah we're so at you, yeah go ahead i was just gonna say i think we're at a very and we're always are but at a very unique place yeah um across the planet right now I agree. Especially when it comes to things like racism. Um, yeah. I do believe that we are at a turning point, even though it appears we're regressing yeah. when it comes to women's rights. Um, yeah. you know, this, this whole Roe versus Wade, uh, Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court, it really cast a light on, number one, how corrupt Clarence Thomas is. Yeah. And and how out of touch Clarence Thomas is with a vision of a world that works for everyone. He's oh, fully about a world that works for him and his wife, and that's it. And yeah. um, but it also, I think it re-energized. I think we're gonna see a massive turnout of women in the US 
uh, elections next week. I think we're going to see a great, a, a higher female turnout than ever before, because I think there's a lot of women that were that are just like, that's enough of the male dominant bullying bullshit that yeah, goes on. It is. It's bullying. Yeah. It's how do I suppress your voice? How do I how do I remove democracy from more than half of the people in this country? Because that's what it is. It would appear the old white guys are very afraid, folks. You know what? <laughs> they should be. They should because be. they're going to take a fall. When when I first heard this, I was just so so outraged. It was really hard. Like Linda said, it's hard to see the divine, and and I was having a lot of trouble seeing the divine in that ruling, and. Uh, my husband said to me, he said, no, just, just a minute. He said, there's an election coming up and people are going to, people are going to take a stand. They're going to take a stand and go, I'm sorry, you guys are out. <laughs> You're out of here. Thank you for sharing, but we don't want you anymore. And, and I, you know, I, I'm just praying that that's the truth. <laughs> Women will stand up and be fierce and go no more. We are, we're here to be counted and we're going to stand for our right to choose. You know, we can choose to be pro-life. Yeah. We can choose to be pro-choice. And if I've got a pregnancy that's going to kill me, I can choose to have a surgery that will prevent that from happening. Right. That should be my choice. If I'm brutally raped by somebody and become pregnant, it should be my choice because the hell already happened. I don't need to expand it another nine months. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's, oh, isn't life exciting? <laughs> <laughs> I have, the, I had, I, as you were sharing, it is because as you were sharing, I have this vision right, and not in a violent or negative way. But yeah. it is the age of the women's uprising. And let's see a female president in both the U.S. and Canada and Mexico. Yeah. Like, and like, let's have all of North America. Let's get let's give the women a chance. Give them a decade. What the heck? What could it hurt? Right, guys? Let's give them four, <laughs> eight, ten years and see see what happens. Give, give, the, give, give them a chance. Put them in, coach. And... <laughs> Give him a jersey, throw a number on it, and you're up. I think we just wrote a Hallmark tearjerker Sunday afternoon movie, actually. Come on, (laughs) coach, give her a chance. Put her in the Oval Office. Put her in, I don't know what it is for you guys. Put her in the the state house. (laughs) Yeah, I think think that's where, you know, I was talking to my, uh, the principal of my daughter's school. And uh, he said, I have never in my 15 years of teaching and running schools, I've never had a group of students who are so clear, so articulate and so fierce and who stand for what they believe, not doing it violently or forcibly, but clearly articulating. I'm sorry, this is not right. And one of the things was around the way girls dress. See, boys don't get dress coded. Girls get dress coded. And they get dress coded because they look sexy. So who's decided they, these children look sexy? The teachers. My daughter stands up because one of the kids in her school was quite chesty. So it doesn't matter what she wears. That's going to show, right? It's yep. her body. And she yep. just stood up and said, how dare you 
body shame us. How dare you sexualize us? We are children. So she gets all the girls together and says, this is on a Thursday, on Monday, we're all going to wear whatever we want to wear. They cannot dress code every single student in the school. And her school goes from seven to 12. It's a French school and a small one, but from seven to 12, that's a lot of girls. And so that's what they did. So we get an email on the Friday going, make sure they don't wear anything that's racist or they're not going to do that. And so my husband is like, whoa, who got, who started this? I went, uh, that would be our child. <laughs> that would be our kid. <laughs> that's our kid who did that, you know? So they showed up in, you know, low cut tops and little crop tops that showed their bellies. And, and uh, of course the school did nothing because their point is like, you're choosing to see me in a way that I don't see myself. I, I like the way I'm dressed. I'm comfortable the way I'm dressed. Why are you sexualizing me? So there's a whole new <laughs> story going on. Of course, I'm sitting back going, I wish you would wear more clothes. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to say that, right? right? Because I get her point. I get, yep. you know, why are women told, you know, men can run around without a shirt. Right. Exactly. You know? yep. But a woman can't wear a crop top and show a bit of her belly yeah or have a bosom like it's like no that's not allowed that you know well i'm sorry tell me to Take wear those it. things off and leave them at home would you please <laughs> just leave those at home and the whole thing would be easier <laughs> oh my goodness that's so funny but you know we look at some of these things um Oh, and Fiona says women uprising in Europe too. Solidarity is oneness. I agree. And, and we'll have a lot of men on our side too. That's the Free other the, thing. There we go. There's our new our new tag. Free the hijab. <laughs> Free your hijab. Free yeah. the hijab. Right? And women in Iran are standing up and saying, no, we're yeah. not doing this either anymore. And yeah. folks, unfortunately, we've got to stand up and say that's all for today. Uh, we've got to get out of here. So uh, thank you so much for being with us. Um, Reverend Barber, thank you for being here. I hope you come back oh, again real soon. I will. I will. Thank you so much. I love this show. <laughs> See you soon, everybody. We have a good one here. We're going to get out of here for now, folks. Thanks for being with us. Please stay tuned to the New Thought Media Network throughout the day and the evening. Great programming all day today here on New Thought Media Network, uh, including later this evening. I'll be back with the good news at 5 p.m. So, And I'll be uh, back with the Joy Show at 3, 3 p.m. Eastern. And your show is at three. So join us for that as well. All right, folks, we're out of here for now. Until next time, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking. We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.